0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Faking Injuries. I am joined today by Noah. We have Topo Chicos in hand, and we are here to run down a little bit of soccer, European football, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about everything that's going on on the continent but not really talk about anything at the same time.
1: Yep, it's the dumbest show in football, and we're ready to run it down. Our outline is a total of half a page, maybe.
0: Uh, It's actually non-existent. Okay, that's true. Let's not lie to our listeners.
1: We've got some aces in the hole. Really, we're just trying to run down and use each other as sounding boards for some of the dumbest things we found in football and see where
0: we end up. Yeah, and shocking to most listeners of this super professional well done podcast. We actually both work jobs in the real world, Uh, you know, finance jobs. And we had to put in some valuable hours this week and the last few weeks. So the writing might have been lacking, but we're back nonetheless and uh, hopefully better than ever.
1: I think you're doing better than expectations in the working world. I'm still below expectations and recently put on a performance improvement plan. But let's put that behind (laughs) us and get into it. Where do you want to start?
0: I'll give you the honors, Charlie, because you are the man that's been working 80, 90 hours a week. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I just want to start off the top. My boys, my new boys, Leighton Orient, got a big win, and they're going up. Up to League One, baby. Got the promotion, but I tweeted out my boy Nigel Travis, the owner, former CEO of Dunkin' Donuts. Um you know, I'm gonna be buying a lot of two for twos and a lot of medium iced coffees the next couple of weeks uh, in support. Even before you made this huge lifestyle
1: choice, I've long been a Dunkin' stan. I know you have been too. But they used to truly be two for twos. Wake up wraps. You know, if you wanted to add a little sausage, a little bacon, two for three. I haven't been a while. They're now like, oh yeah,
0: they're six for twos now. Yeah,
1: no two or four, two 12. for six, two for twelves after <laughs> COVID inflation has hit. And I mean, I've just watched them creep up two for six, two for seven. It's like how I've marked time in the last thirty six months. But nonetheless, we don't care what the prices are. It's time to support you, your new club, and I'm really happy to do so. Late yeah. Orient, up the O's.
0: Up the O's. I got a lot of good feedback from like friends and family who all listened to that pod, thought it was hilarious, and also just really respected my decision, which made me feel even more confident in it. So I'm happy to have a new club. I'm in a great mood.
1: Quickly, I wanted to give some background that we covered in that episode. We motherfucked Millwall a little bit in talking about one of their delicacies. I think it was jellied eels, and we really had a hard time. Got a little background. I guess eels used to be all over the River Thames back in the day. Not sure which century that is. Eels were all they had. Such staples as eel pies were being eaten on the daily by the likes of uh, Charles Dickens and Charles Darwin, probably. Are we sure they're not confusing the eels for actual humans that just look that way? We're not. Maybe it was a bunch of eelies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs>
1: Anyway, that's how they became a delicacy. We didn't really explain much there, other than to add that they eat Joey Deal pies. So do with
0: that what you will. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, subtle flex. No one knows a food scientist. What did you want to talk about first? Because I know you had a lot on your mind. Um, you're running your mouth before this podcast. Couldn't get you to shut up. So,
1: <laughs> so what I had um, in my really cursory glances at storylines across European football this one really struck a chord in my heart if we think of the french and what they're known for and what we often make fun of them sometimes for you know history of protests revolutions interesting often catastrophic things happening and so when i saw quote woman calls in bomb threat to stop partner from attending marseille troy's game my interest was very much piqued now I have a very loving fiancé, passionate fiancé, who doesn't love football very much, but even she wouldn't call in a bomb threat to stop us from going to watch Shakiri and the Chicago Fire.
0: Yeah, I think you might have to question your own love um, and the trust that's there because, you know, I want my significant other to call in bomb threats wherever, my (laughs) non-existent one. (laughs) And it's funny because the game wasn't delayed at all because apparently
1: in France... Status quo. Yeah, status quo. They already have like SOPs on the yeah. next question when someone calls it a bomb <laughs> yeah. threat. And they qu- quickly realize in the flowchart, oh, this is partner trying to stop other partner from attending soccer game.
0: Okay, so it's like, uh, you know, Chicago never has snow days because they're just so prepared for the snow, right? In Europe... They never like, you know, delay the trains or anything when they hear bomb threat. They just know how to a protest. Doesn't matter, like they yeah. clear that out quickly. It's France. like
1: rain on your wedding day. Yeah. If there's a bomb threat before a home match, it's like, good luck is in the air. It is what it is. <laughs> so that's my first action item I had to bring to the fore. I'll throw it back to you. Any bomb threats or otherwise uh, flamboyant
0: things you'd like to bring forth? No bomb threats, but I would say like the fans in Europe are going pretty wild recently. I know for the Napoli-Milan second leg, which they ended up drawing and losing the tie. So Napoli's out. That future's fucked. Unfortunate for me. But they were flying in like Georgians to see Kavicha. And they had a crew of Napoli fans standing outside the AC Milan hotel because some reporters for ESPN and other outlets were also staying at that hotel taking videos. And they were shooting off fireworks directly at the windows they were just chanting all night trying to keep them up essentially all night and in the end it didn't work out for them because it just made it feel like they were a little scared you know they're a little scared of what milan was going to come with and uh turned out they were right so they were launching pyrotechnic
1: devices outside the milan
0: there were hundreds of them chanting firing like literally fireworks that like would explode at the 20th story or whatever windows.
1: That's the cusp of innovation, right? Because I, those fireworks cannot exist in America. You know, they must go 300, 400 feet in the air, but only in Europe are they not focusing on small electronics or microchips. It's no fireworks that can blow up exactly on the floor where you need them
0: to. It was impressive to say the (laughs) least. And, uh, I thought it might affect Milan, but maybe uh, maybe they all have the noise-canceling bows on, and uh, you know they were prepared for this. I think it's a healthy, ambient script for all the boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are sleepwalking on the way down the tunnel.
1: Yeah, fans are certainly on one, and this is going to be a horrible transition. I can already hear it coming out of my throat, but speaking of fireworks, it's getting worse as I go. This and fat men, which we didn't even bring up a fat man yet. <laughs> <Nope>. Olympiakos Evangelos, <laughs> bringing in Steven Gerrard, allegedly, to Olympiakos. No way. How dumb is that? But also, how amazing is it? It kind of makes sense if
0: you don't think about it. It makes no sense, even if you don't think about it. Is he going to accept that? Or is this just an offer they're putting out that's just so preposterous that... I don't think we know
1: which one it is, but it loosely makes sense when you think of like what Rangers or any team from a smaller country, but has a relative monopoly, even though Rangers didn't have that. I
0: guess. What does that do for them? Like he must win the league, but he's not going to do anything in Europe. Well, they always win the league and they always do nothing in Europe. So that would just be status quo there. I don't understand this because it's not like his reputation is completely tarnished. Like it wasn't a horrible time. It was pretty bad. I mean... It- not his entire reign. It was very bad the last six months, but like he picked up some form when he first took over, and like they got the new manager bounce. I don't know. It wasn't great. It was pretty horrific, <laughs> but I wouldn't say his like reputation is completely tarnished, where he can't go to another club. I mean, we just saw Frank Lampard get his what third job.
1: <laughs> okay, that is a bit of a one-off, right? I wouldn't use him
0: okay. as the market average. Okay, but, Roy Hodgson just got rehired by Crystal Palace. Okay,
1: Roy Hodgson just got reanimated in a cryotherapy
0: chamber. <laughs> I don't even know if this is a real Roy Hodgson or not.
1: I know. I wonder what his tombstone looks like. It's like born, dead, reborn.
0: <laughs> We're all over the place. Let's go back to Liviakos. I love it. I, I've changed my I heart. love
1: it. Yeah, Evangelos. He is the bootstrap, on the ground level, marketing gorilla. And this is what he does. Him more than anyone else knows there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, yeah.
0: Evangelo, he's about 400 pounds. There's no way he could pull himself up by his bootstraps. That's for sure.
1: That's for sure.
0: I got another funny one here. Speaking of Steven Gerrard, former club Liverpool, there's a Liverpool FC in Uruguay. Did you know this? I think I've come across it before, but go on, King. So I was a little confused because it was spelled exactly the same. Liverpool FC. I was like, huh, I wonder if there's a town in Uruguay called Liverpool. Uh, no, there's not. There's not. They're, <laughs> they're directly copycatting because the city they're playing in is called Montevideo. So it's not Montevideo FC. It's Liverpool FC. I'm a little surprised, but also it sparks the business side of my mind. Should we be buying a club in Ecuador and name it Man City? I
1: think there's already a Barcelona SC in Ecuador. Maybe that's Colombia. This seems to be something they like to do in South uh-huh. America is semi-rip-off and gives it away when it's a totally Anglicized name, right? Like Liverpool, Yeah, that doesn't even go with the phonics of Spanish. Liverpool, yeah. uh, yeah.
0: I, I was thinking we just go like full pronounce it. So like, <laughs> let's start a Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich, but we'll call it Bayern München. like the actual... <laughs> Uh, the actual German pronunciation, and we'll just start it in Quito, Ecuador, you know?
1: I like it, yeah. We need to go hunt whatever towns and villages, anywhere near uh, Moises Caicedo, his family, his relatives, just set up a bunch of fake clubs based on European clubs, and one of them must take off. Kind of like a pharma approach, right? One of these drugs will become very addictive and we can sell for a lot of money.
0: That was impressive. And, and all in one <laughs> sentence, you said, hunt and pillage these towns and then find a drug. But not get them addicted to
1: opiates. This isn't the Purdue Pharma, okay?
0: Okay. <laughs> you should really be a spokesman.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a loose one today. But I think everyone has already come to that realization in the last 15 minutes. Back to France, though. Because... Even worse decisions were made than the woman who called in a bomb on her partner going to a match, and that was from the PSG executive department. So if you remember Luis Campos, who was in charge of that ship, yep, huge summer last year, bringing in the likes of Fabian Ruiz, Carlos Soler, Renato Sancho, who had already had one flop in his career, Hugo Ekitike. This just in: PSG are ready to cut ties with every single one of them. Amid reports that the rest of the
0: playing squad is just like, what the fuck? Who are these scrubs? Why were they brought in? So there were no other players named in that, just the ones they signed last summer? Correct.
1: Correct. No one else got thrown in. Not a in. single
0: other name. No one else has been underperforming in that squad. Nope. Just them. Just the newbies. Wow. First of all, this is disrespectful to Hugo e- Eketike. Hugo Eketique. He. <laughs> Why is this? Because... Any striker coming through at ROM, Ram is going to be elite. I don't have a lot of facts about <laughs> this up, but just seeing what Balogun has done, recency bias, all that. Yeah. He's a star. Yeah, Andy Carroll there. <laughs> He'll come out a new man. I like it. I do want to just briefly, you know, our last two episodes, me choosing my new club, and uh, before that, we did an episode on the relegation scrap. I just want to say how spot on our guest was, Patrick, because Bournemouth went on an absolute (laughs) tear in the last three weeks. I mean, have they lost? I don't think so. I don't think so. And yeah, they're like pretty much safe now. They're at like... 34 points, and they have like a bunch of easy matches to go. So I'm saying it now, they're safe. And that means that Nottingham Forest definitely look like they're going down. Southampton definitely look like they're going down. And his third team, I believe, was. One of Everton or Leeds. Everton, which is also looking not great. Although Leicester's in the mix now. So I was about to say, we did a pretty good job because it wasn't that clear cut at the time. Uh, And I I respect that Bournemouth pick because it definitely worked out for him.
1: I will say. You heavily slandered Gary O'Neill, one of the most prestigious <laughs> managers in the game today. And while it might have been a little tongue-in-cheek, I was suggesting Roy Hodgson, the old decrepit 84-year-old manager at Crystal Palace. He, As a joke. He might become the new Tottenham manager. We overlooked Gary O'Neill, everyone's fifth-grade gym teacher who lucked into a job, but good for him. I'm proud
0: of him. Look, I'm mad enough to admit when I'm wrong. and <laughs> I was wrong about my boy Gary. Do you think he's
1: going to collect a bag from Bill Foley, the American owner of Bournemouth? Or is he going to really usher in the American cutthroat PE era and just leave him on the streets after the season?
0: I think he's getting left on the streets after the season, even if he keeps him up, which I think he will pretty miraculously, uh, considering how bad they were, I don't know, a month ago, the spot they were in. I think he's going to be cutthroat, cut him out. I mean, that's just how the American Pete. You guys do it, as <laughs> yeah. we've seen. That's just how they do it. They cut and they pick a better manager. So, I don't know. I think there are better managers out there. Like, there's a lot of available ones. Um. So, I could definitely see them cutting ties yeah. with him, but I think they'll give him a nice payoff. Like, hey, thanks for doing that. Here's a mill. Yeah, and
1: his reputation will be left in a good place. intact. Totally. What I'm rooting for, some people might say Sean Deitch has taken the CM Hour Dice role. You know, he kind of looks more like him. We know they both voted for Boris Johnson together very fervently.
0: And Brexit.
1: That goes with That being said. Gary O'Neill, though, could be the new CM Hour Dice. I like but it. Skinny. Michelle Obama, she was trying to pitch that whole food triangle thing, maybe. Yeah. This is kind of the rebrand of CM Hour Dice. Like, Gary O'Neill is one third of CM Hour Dice yeah by mass but i think he can usher a more positive but equally british form of
0: get her done results
1: type management
0: i like it this is gonna be really funny to anyone that doesn't know managers and the only name they recognize in the last minute was michelle obama (laughs) (laughs) how did she get in here um no i like it i could see him going down that route just being a specialist because honestly allardyce only did it like what four times? Like yeah. the keep a club up thing. Alright. So Gary's got one. One check, you know, knock on wood, but like just gotta do a couple more times, Gary. All
1: right. We're here for you, Gary.
0: I love it. How much cash does Fully have? Because you no know, it would be really awesome is if he was able to convince like a Julian Nagelsmann to just motherfuck the top clubs and <laughs> you know, just join Bournemouth in the relegation scrap and like coach Dango Utara to be one of the best players in the world. That's what I, I want to see. He's
1: got one point six Billy.
0: I think that's Sir Willie. I mean, maybe they do it under the table, like pay him more than we're actually showing on the club's books, but they can make that work.
1: I mean, you bring him to Vegas, right? Foley owns the Vegas Golden Knights. We have to imagine Foley's got a top tier penthouse there. He's got a good hookup with any of the services, drinking or otherwise, that might be available on the strip. Probably Legal got video services. Yeah. <laughs> This video cameras. We're starting not to... saying blackmail Julian Nagelsmann. But we're, not, we're not, not saying. This is all satire, by the way. Our lawyers make us say that.
0: You know what to do, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> if we see Julian Nagelsmann at Bournemouth, we'll know why.
1: Yes, we will.
0: Someone start tracking his flight. <laughs> Did you know uh, Nagelsmann... We're so all over the place, by the way, and I love it. Do you know Nagelsmann, Uh, his... like girlfriend the whole time he was head coach was like a top sports reporter at build and there kept being like stories leaked about the Bayern locker room to the german press which always happens to be fair yep but they're like that's a weird connection i apparently that's one of the reasons why they decided to sack him in the end because they were like you're dating like one of the top sports reporters and all these stories about our locker room are getting <laughs> leaked that's it's not a good look pretty luck. brilliant
1: yeah. i like that from a conflict of interest perspective anything else charlie You want to get off your chest? I mean, we could always motherfuck Chelsea a little bit. Now that you've had some time, you've moved on to Leighton Orient. I've just been thinking about the shit show that is Chelsea. Officially out of the Champions League now. Thiago Silva bashing them. And we talked about Nottingham Forest, all the players they've brought in. But Silva specifically said, with all the transfers, right? Because Bowley's just gone in and done this shotgun approach. Chelsea's had to reconstruct a whole new locker room to fit everyone. And I think that was the most going indictment of all.
0: Yeah, Thiago Silva did not seem happy when he was talking about that. Uh no, I I literally don't care. Um, because no longer my club, you know. Like they yeah. might have officially gotten knocked out of the Champions League, which is great. But I officially, about a month ago, stopped rooting for them. So. But I love it. I actually love seeing this unfold. Third manager of the season, Frank, and I'm sure <laughs> the fanatics on Twitter are already calling for his head. Would be hilarious if they made it to four. Even if they just like decide to shoot for their long term guy, like a Luis Enrique or Nogglesman. Or, or Gary O'Neill. Or Gary O'Neill. If they decide to shoot early, you know, instead of wait till the summer, which would also be a horrible decision. I mean, I hope they do. Because four in one season, I don't even think maybe Watford is the only team to do that. Like I Historically
1: can't. I think Chelsea has done it. For no, sure. no, 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 no. Uh.
0: No, they always fired like one a year. It was always one a year. Okay. It was like one year fired, one year fired, one year fired. Always. Got it. Yeah. it. They never sacked two in a year.
1: Our boy Dara at Peterborough United, although not in the Premier League. He's had a run where I think he's sacked like six managers in 18 months. So people coming for your records, Dara.
0: This year? I thought he always no, sacked not one. not this year. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I love it. There is an absolute savage in our uh, our role model when we are future owners.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, Charlie. If there's nothing else, I think we should conclude The Dumbest Show in Football. And that's yeah. kind of got a ring to it.
0: It does. I think we might need to do another iteration of this, maybe with a, a cocktail in hand so we can really dumb it up. Um, maybe even write
1: half a page.
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I think this was, you know, this lived up to its name. If anyone clicks on this and is disappointed, then. That doesn't make any sense because, you know, as advertised. You're French. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, As always, follow us on Twitter. And please give us a rating on Spotify or whatever platform you use. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.